0: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one.
1: My girlfriend has a crew cut
0: and a tail We met and fell in love when we were cellies at the county jail She wears the pants She's the boss. I give her my love and my special songs. That hefty little ditty is
1: by the Barbarella Tones. Pick up their music on Amazon, Last FM, and CD Baby. This episode would like to be sponsored by Mountain Dew Label Series. Unleash the intensity of the newest and boldest dew, now crafted in three incredible flavors in 16-ounce cans, including Black Label Dark Berry, Green Label Green Apple Kiwi, and White Label Tropical Citrus. Do the Dew. Sponsor this podcast. Welcome to Friend or Foe. What's up? (laughs) I would would love to give just a huge welcome to my very special guest, Vir Das. Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here, Veer. Thank you. You are you are um, as I was just mentioning to you before uh, uh, we started. Um, you're you're already on the machine gun tour. You're, yes. You're, uh, you're hitting Conan tomorrow night. That's I'm really doing exciting. Conan tomorrow. Night, have you yes. done Conan before?
0: I have never done American television before, so that should be interesting. Holy crap! Yeah. That's that's pretty exciting. It is. It is. Conan's a wild man. He's about nine feet taller than I am. So I'm, I'm a very short Indian man. He's very tall. So it should be yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all that
1: red hair, you yes. know, it, it fills up most of the screen. Yes. Um, but so does your personality. Thank I was you. watching your videos, and you just have the the most insane, uh, uh, incredibly funny stuff out there. Thank and, you, man. Uh, honestly, I got I to gotta pick a bone with you because okay. uh, podcast is... The greatest comedy idea I've I've (laughs) I've ever heard of, and I'm I'm super jealous of it. And I, you know, I uh, I wish I would have thought of it first. It's It's
0: just one of those things that I did because I was like, okay, I'm uh, digitally irrelevant. I have no stand up (laughs) on YouTube. I only have like rock stuff on YouTube, and I need to do something for like young kids. And so podcast became that. Yeah. So it's just uh, me in a bathroom with my pants off, reading a newspaper, talking about shit. So yeah. By the way, can I cuss on this thing or can I? Uh, Fuck yes, you can. Okay, nice. So Please it's, feel uh, free. It's fucking <laughs> immature comedy, but it's uh, it's good.
1: But yeah. it's fucking fantastic. Thank you. Honestly, thank it you. really is. I watched like fifteen of them in a row because <laughs> I I started watching one. I was like, yeah, this is this is pretty funny. And thank you. And man. you were you were doing the whole Donald Trump thing. Yeah. And You know, that's that's uh, it was I that was pretty great. Um, and biscuits let's talk let's uh, let's talk, talk biscuits
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, so i like biscuits and i do this uh, this segment called veerdas eating biscuits which is literally Uh, just me eating biscuits. You'd think it would be more, (laughs) there'd be more thought put into it, but no. It's just me finding different ways to shittily eat a biscuit.
1: But you don't really need any more than that. I
0: don't need any more. Because, because you're so much fun to watch. Thank you. And who doesn't like biscuits? (laughs) Who doesn't like biscuits? Uh, All the time, Or as you Americans call them, you call them cookies.
1: Cookies, that's right, yes. I'm, I'm an Oreo man myself. Double stuff. That's, you know. I, I am. Uh, you know, I, I make my girlfriend and everyone really upset with me because I have insane metabolism. It's okay. just, I, I just can't help it. I'm, you know.
0: Well, how I've, old are you? <laughs> I'm 37. Oh, so we're the same age. Okay. So yeah. then fuck you. Uh, <laughs> then that's fine. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah. If you were like 21, I'd be like, okay, you, your time will come. But at yeah. 37, then definitely fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> right back
1: at you. <laughs> All right. So tell me. Tell me the Virdas story. What is what
0: is the Virdas legend? The Virdas legend, yes. Good lord, <laughs> uh, I'm a guy who uh, wants to do things with people, and uh, good, good. And uh, that's the end of it. No, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, I grew up in Africa, uh, in uh, boarding school in India, college in the U.S. Kind of started doing stand up when I was 23 or 24. Um, since then, been doing. A combination of stand-up, Bollywood movies, a little bit of television in India, and I'm about nine and a half years in uh, into stand-up, and that's when I felt like, you know, the time was right to kind of try and crack the American market. So this is uh, hopefully the beginning of what will be uh, a long session in the American market. We'll see.
1: I think you're past hopeful at this point <laughs> honestly from what i've seen i mean you're you're already making a pretty incredible mark you're
0: well i mean all of this stuff has is, is happened really fast i gotta be honest with you it's, it's been a year and a half so in a year and a half um you know a year and a half ago a movie got canceled and i was like okay let me come to la and just meet some people and, and see if there's room for me over here in a year and a half got signed by caa got signed by levity got a netflix special so uh None of us can really, you know, comprehend how fast it's all really happening. So you know, it's going to slow down at some point. But we'll see. Not not for a long time, right. <laughs> right? That's that's the plan, obviously. I hope so.
1: Yeah. Um, so, how did you? Um, what was the what was the genesis of your of your stand up? Where Where did that come from for you?
0: I was in uh, a boarding school that was sort of an ex military academy. So it was really tough, like ex British military academy boarding school in india which was this very build you down break you down and build you up in a certain vanilla image um and i used to get in trouble a lot because i couldn't keep my mouth shut uh, and um finally the teachers kind of got so irritated with me they were like you know what let's just he's not going to fucking shut up let's put him in debating or let's put him in dramatics let's put him you know in places where at least all of this energy can come down a little bit and that's when i remember you know being 7 years old and realizing that I'm I'm kind of socially awkward I'm kind of anxious in real life but on a stage I don't feel uh, much fear or as much fear as I feel in daily life so since then it was just anything on a stage I was ready to do um, throughout my life and then when I was 21 I was in, in my final year of college in, in, in the US and I'd done drama school so it was you know four years of fucking Stanislavski and massaging each other's shoulders and sitting in a circle and crying and you know, all of that shit. Uh, and I was kind of fried. So I wrote a show called Brown Men Can't Hump. Um, <laughs> because there was a movie called White Men Can't Jump. And a, right. And so I did uh, a stand-up show in my senior year. So, you know, the first time people do stand-up, it's usually, you know, four or five minutes. I did 90. Uh, wow. For 800 people. <laughs> the first time I ever did stand-up. And it went uh, really well, which was sort of a big disservice you can do yourself. Because, you know, you come out come off stage and going, you know, I'm the shit. I know how to do this now. And then you discover that it was just friends and you were telling inside jokes and therefore it was funny and you're actually quite shitty. So, yeah, that's how stand-up began. Right. You get your own uh, uh, kick in the ass very,
1: very fast. But yes. But that um, instant gratification is such a wonderful, powerful, such an incredible thing. Mm-hmm. And us as performers, uh, you know, we, we live for that. Yeah, yeah. And, um... <laughs> I uh I did my my first stand up pretty recently, okay. uh, considering, and um I uh I know you were mentioning just just uh performing at the improv yes. with Jeff Ross. Yeah. Uh who is a really cool guy. And uh I've given him props before on the show and I'll give him props again because the uh my my first time going up uh <clears throat> well, it was rough. I'll, I'll <laughs> all right. <laughs> As it it was, should be. It, it should was be. pretty. Yeah. It was pretty rough. I I had some semblance of material mm-hmm. that I had put together, but uh, um, uh, it ended up turning into a big uh, Doctor Evil impression that just nice. went on really long. And um, after my set, you know, um, I didn't realize that I it was already really late into the night, yeah. and. Uh, Uh, Jeff Ross was performing at the end of the night to uh, prepare his jokes for the roast of Justin Bieber. Okay. So he came up and said, you know, give this guy a round of applause. Uh, He needs it. (laughs) 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 You know.
0: (laughs) Which is uh, very kind and bitchy, but still kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the kind of guy he is. So I was— it was it was pretty awesome. I uh I just uh I did watch uh, far too many. I just kept watching your videos mm-hmm. and um I really um you're a rocker too. Let's uh, how, I, how long I'm, have you been doing I, music?
0: I, I do really good impression of a rocker. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, so I've, is so. I've been doing music for about I don't know ten years. I was in a band in college and and you know that um I think all comedians are essentially failed rock stars. You know what I mean? We just we we couldn't play an instrument but we wanted the same love from from audiences and and ladies, and so we did stand-up. Um, but I just kind of fell into this this two-man band with a guy called Kezad about 10 years ago. We started writing songs, and then suddenly one of the best drummers in the country came, came by to a show, and he was like, I think this is a thing. And so now I have, like, this six-piece legit rock band with legit rockers, and I'm, like, the most amateurish part of that band. My band's called Alien Chutney. Uh, and we're one of like I love it. Th- uh, three comedy rock bands in India. So yeah, but we're less like um, I'd say we're less Axis of Awesome or less uh, you know Fly to the Concords, We're more Tenacious D. So we we actually right. play music music.
1: So yeah, I was uh, I was watching you at one of the festivals and you were doing uh, uh, a pretty incredible Game of
0: Thrones. Yes, we have a Game <laughs> of Thrones song. Yeah,
1: yeah, because I'm a fan. Yeah. As you should be, yeah. and and I got to tell you, I I, l- I I lose a million nerd points because I'm way behind on Game of Thrones, and really? by way behind, I've only seen a couple episodes, which I know all of my listeners are like throwing vegetables at their- But what's um, your jam then? What's your show? <laughs> um, uh, I'm a Silicon Valley guy. Nice. Okay, uh, which just came back. Okay, uh, really excited about that. Nice. Um, you know, I'm. I'm a big nerd. Okay. I I should I should be watching Game of Thrones, and I know that I should, but I just. But
0: look, at the end of the day, you're talking to an Indian person. In India, there are no nerds, by the way. Like there's it's a very American thing, like where you have nerds and jocks and this and that. Mm-hmm. In India, we're just we're all nerds. You know what I mean? We can all fix a computer, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we've all got good IQs. And so yeah, there's no nerds in India at all. Yeah. Well, we're we're coming around. Done. It's <laughs> we're coming around. It's it's been a very slow burn,
1: but I, I think the nerds are definitely taking over and uh we've we've definitely, you know, taken back the ideal of, of a nerd or geek, um uh or dork,
0: which I don't really that's yeah. that's the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a very American high school it in, is invention. Oh absolutely, I mean? yeah. And I'm not sure once you graduate from high school how much that really applies in life. Does it or does it not? Uh, for me, it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah okay. Fair I I was uh, I was still getting you know uh, my head stuck in toilets far far after college. But, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Not really, but okay, but figuratively, yeah, because, as it was. Uh, you after know.
0: college, that's a crime, pretty much. <laughs> like you can that's, you can press uh, charges well, for it that shit. Well, it should be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Okay. Twilight.
0: Yeah. What are your feelings on Twilight? I feel like it's the reason America gets attacked uh, (laughs) by different countries is because you make shitty movies like Twilight. Just make whiplash. Keep making whiplash. I completely agree. Yeah. Everyone likes J.K. Simmons. Like, I work in Bollywood, and I think Twilight is unrealistic. That's how unrealistic your films are. It's pretty terrible. It is, I. I I tried to watch the first movie just just to get through it and
1: say yeah. that I've watched it. Um, same thing with Fifty Shades of Grey, and they both ended the same I have way. Which not was seen uh, yeah. Either. Don't don't bother. Okay. Trust me. All right. it's, uh
0: <laughs> I, I feel like though realistic movies just don't work anymore. You know what I mean? I feel like it's either Avengers or animation that's that's getting people to the theaters. You know what I mean? The big blockbusters. The big blockbusters. Like right. The little film is is fun and wins an Oscar, but nobody's really seeing that film anymore, and it's a shame. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. I was actually uh, rooting for Lion. Yeah? Um, I don't know if you saw it. I haven't, um, but a
0: friend of mine, Priyanka Bose, uh, is in this. So she plays Dave Patel's mom. Like, right. the real mom. So, yeah. It's an incredible film. Oh, nice. It, it
1: really is. And, um, uh, I, you know, I've always enjoyed Dev's work. And um, uh, Nicole Kidman was, you know, absolutely fantastic, as she usually is. And
0: yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just waiting, though, for, for, like, the fun movie to be shot in India. <laughs> you know, I feel like every time Americans shoot a movie in India, or Britishers shoot a movie in India, it's this very poignant, oh, look, they, they struggled, and now they're, wow, and, you know. Right, and, right, right. Or oh, it's, they're old, and they're so in this hotel. So, let's make it now. So, let's make it, Veer. There what what, be what, like what a, kind of movie would you like to make? Let's, so, okay, let's, I, I was in a fidget. movie called Delhi Belly, right, which is uh-huh. like the Indian hangover, if you will. Yeah. So, look. Americans, what you need to understand about Indian people is you only give us two options as far as reputations go. We're either smart or spiritual. You think all Indians are either like running Google or fucking Deepak Chopra. Uh, and and you don't allow room for like pot smoking Indians and stupid Indians and uh, and crime committing Indians and just regular people of which that's the majority of our country. So just make some badass movies in India as well. Please. Well,
1: let's let's put it together here here and now. Done. Let's uh let's put all of that stuff in one movie. Okay. Right? We'll we'll make the uh uh we'll make the next it'll be, you know, Harold and Kumar esque.
0: Nice. Right? Cool. So uh because it's it's American, you know what I mean? You'll need like a, a legit. Hollywood star, right? So, so the I think lead, I'm looking at him. Here. Yeah, so, no, the, like you need a white guy, basically, right? So, <laughs> so that because the, the studio will greenlight it. So, okay, so white guy shows up in India um, and uh, gets shot uh, and uh, and dies. So now Indian actors can take over. You see where I'm going? So, oh, okay. so now we're in a good space. All right. <laughs> so now, now uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is dead, uh, and, and the body goes missing Uh-oh. in India. And now the fucking FBI show up. There you go to find the the Hollywood star who's who's in India, and and then madness ensues with <laughs> with Indian actors. With Indian actors, yes. There you go. Right. I think it's a hit.
1: <laughs> I love it. In your face, Moonlight. Moonlight. I haven't seen it motion. though, but I
0: believe it's the best film of like the last three years. Also. Pretty incredible. Nice.
1: Yeah, it was. It was very well done. It, I had a lot incredible. of people talking
0: to me about La La Land, and they were like, "Oh, it's it's uh, like Hollywood's Bollywood," and I'm like, uh, "It's it's not Hollywood's Bollywood." Like, dude, I gotta tell you, I I did not like La La Land. I,
1: yeah. I, I I just you know I I get it. I want to like it. Yeah. I like Emma Stone. I like Ryan Gosling. Well, was Ryan Gosling? Yes, right? it was? Yeah. yeah. But it's just it was just utter tripe it really is I mean poor Emma Stone God love her I know she practiced for a long time but she didn't quite get there she just uh, yeah I don't know
0: see like I I do Bollywood movies right where we sing and dance and there's spectacles and there's colors and all of that stuff so so when you tell me that this is Hollywood's Bollywood I expect a lot more and a bigger spectacle you know what I mean for sure yeah I mean,
1: the dancing on the cars thing. That was, uh, that was okay. No, but it was uh,
0: No, it's not Bollywood. Like you, you need to up your game. You know what I mean? They need to be like mountains and like a dude with his shirt off and like a girl with like flying fabric running in slow motion. I would love to see that film. You know? Yeah. And like explosions and shit. It'd be great. <laughs>
1: You've got to have explosions. Absolutely. And shit. Yeah. I'm all about explosions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about the Transformers? Well, well, see, okay. Back to your you're talking about the the big blockbusters. I I totally agree with you. Um, I I do watch a lot of uh, independent film. Mm-hmm. Um, really proud to you know be in the actors union, so yeah. they send me to everything for free, which is really nice. nice. And I get to see a lot of cool things. And um, and uh, I'm really all about the the practical effects too, which mm-hmm. I really feel like have been so lost. Yeah, you know. Um. Uh, obviously, of course, I'm a Star Wars fan, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm loving everything that, with the further tales of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, Rogue One and oh, the side oh, stories and so all that. Oh,
1: good. Yeah. But what made them—what's making them so great is going back to, you know, the original form, the original visualization of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know, keeping things a little dirty. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need things a little dirty. You don't mm-hmm. need them to be all shiny and bright and yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's the other thing, like, um, with, uh, the, J.J. Uh, Abrams Star Trek films, mm-hmm. I'm also a Star Trek fan, and, uh, it's just too, it's too overdone. It's too- and there's
0: an Indian guy in Rogue One, which is nice. Riz Ahmed mm-hmm. is, I think, Indian or Pakistani, which mm-hmm. is pretty much the same thing. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> Who does he play?
0: Uh, he plays the, the pilot in Rogue One. You know, there's that, that pilot that gets interrogated by Forrest Whitaker's character. Yes, yes, right. So that's Riz Ahmed. Who's, oh, uh, who's an actor and a rapper, by the way. So, oh wow. yeah. Do you rap? I do not rap. No, I just tell jokes to confused Americans <laughs> and, and happy Indians. So, yeah. I was not confused watching watching your jokes. Oh, thank I you. was having a lot thank of fun you. with it, thank actually. You. No, I mean, uh, did you see the trailer for the special? or have you not had it? Yes, chance? Of course. I I've so, tweeted it several times nice. so that was that was interesting, right? because we we did like this big stadium in India. And then we just did 200 Americans in a comedy club in New York in a basement uh, that had no clue who I was. Um, And that was a special kind of a moment to have (laughs) those people. It was a very special special. uh, Just, you know, I mean, laughter is always great. Selling tickets is always great. Filming a special is always great. But to have 200 people that in the most honest way possible have no clue who you are uh, and what you have to say warm up to you, that's, to me, that's the achievement, you know?
1: Absolutely. Well, I think everyone's going to know exactly who you are very soon. After tomorrow,
0: for sure. I don't know. I think it takes a while for, for people to get into it. Well, Netflix yeah,
1: it'll, it'll sift in everyone's brain yeah. pans, you mm-hmm. know. Um, you've already been making the podcast rounds. Yes. I, I was, uh, you know, scrolling through Twitter and yes. seeing all the cool shows. That yeah, you've... I
0: was on uh, Adam Carolla's podcast. Oh, you in... just did Adam Carolla. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I've been trying to get him for the show. <laughs> all right, okay. <laughs> Will happen very soon. Inshallah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam's Adam's super cool, too, and yeah. he's been doing a lot for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, I think he has two different shows right now. He's got The Building Show and then his podcast, of okay. course. And No, uh, he, he
0: was great. I mean, it, it was just a nice free-flowing discussion, and it was, you know, we talk comedy and what it means to be Indian in comedy and all of that stuff. It was nice. What is it to be an Indian in comedy? Um... You know, I, I think we're still figuring it out. Like, at least for me, I'm, you know, whether the Netflix special is is funny or not is something I don't know. You know what I mean? It's, to be honest, I, I mean, I, I fucking hope it is. Uh, but, but you're so close to the project now, you have no perspective anymore. The one thing I did worry about uh, when I started to write the special was let's make it Indian. And let's make it almost unapologetically Indian. Because I feel like being Indian or being... Having an Indian accent has always been a punchline, never the perspective. You know, it's always been this this go-to thing for American comedians to get a laugh. So it's to thank you. Come again. Head bobble yeah. quick Welcome mark. to
1: Mart. Yeah, yeah. Right. A yeah, sloppy yeah. joke, and
0: yeah. and you get a laugh, and you move on. But it's never just been used to say some regular shit. Um, and and that's how I preface the special when I go out. Is just saying, look, this is how I talk. I'm not doing a bit. I'm not impersonating a relative. There's no fucking Apu from The Simpsons joke coming up. Uh, Tonight, we're just going to say real shit in this accent and that has to be okay with you guys. And the minute you say that to an American crowd or an Australian crowd or a British crowd, it's suddenly just... There's full disclosure and you're kind of on the same page and it buys you a lot of freedom as well. So I think that's, to me, the future of what it is to be Indian in comedy is when you hear an Indian and you don't expect the first five things that pop into your head stereotypically when you think of an Indian, which, you know, I mean, we're all guilty of that when it comes to different races as well, right? You you, you meet a person from a certain place and immediately five things you will associate that person with. But when their accent does more than that is when you're truly discovering them, I think.
1: There's a great song in a... um a Broadway musical I love called Avenue Q okay it's uh, everyone's a little bit racist yeah and they uh, they touch on a lot of those points and oh I, man
0: Indians we claim our lives claiming we're victims of racism we are just as racist as the rest of the world well, we really are.
1: you know I, I think it's it's something to be said that regardless of you know where you come from or what your culture is and I'm I'm not trying to save the world with what I'm saying here, but it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's got to be a mindful thing. You know, we're, we're all humans and we all live on the same planet and we all share it and we all share a lot of the same experiences and, you know, the ups and the downs and the lefts and the rights and we're, we're just, uh, you know. I think, funny you know, is funny. Yeah, like <laughs> I,
0: I I mean, I talk about it in the show as well, but I, I think the only solution to racism is conversation, right? That's right. Uh, I, I feel like for a long time as a solution to racism, we've created an environment where everybody's just fucking afraid to say anything. We're all so afraid of offending somebody that we just got silent at some point. Um, and that, I think, propagates more racism in a weird kind of a way. You know, if there's inappropriate shit in your head, say it, uh, get your ass whooped, learn uh, and and never say it again. Figure out why it's wrong instead of being so afraid to speak that you just never say anything at all. But it still subliminally kind of festers into action,
1: you know? Absolutely. Um, That's uh, (laughs) PC culture drives me. Up a wall, it yeah. really does, and that's one of the many reasons I have this podcast <laughs> because right. we can say whatever the fuck we want. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's wonderful and amazing, and um, this is uh, this has been a really incredible platform to have amazing humans yeah. on and talk about whatever happens to come up and, and it's all good yeah. and it's wonderful. And then, you know, it's out there in the world. Yeah, um, Much like your comedy, which is, <laughs> which is very brazen and it, in your face and
0: shameless. Uh, well, I, I think shameless is the, the most accurate <laughs> <laughs> adjective you can use pretty much. Yeah.
1: But that's what makes it great. It really does. I you mean, say whatever you 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 say whatever you want to say, and it's and it's hilarious. And you know, well, I mean,
0: if, I, I get it wrong way more than I get it right. <laughs> uh, but this know. is the story of a
1: comedian, yeah. though. That's yeah. you know, you've got to put it out there until you yeah until you know that it's it's uh, if it's terrible or wonderful. Uh, so you're uh, you're doing Conan tomorrow mm-hmm. night. Yes. Uh, where where else does your tour? Um, or, it's or it's just four days in, in in the water. U.S. doing
0: press, and then I'm on a world tour right now. So I, I just did an America tour. We did like forty shows in in thirty nine days or something. Wow. I go to Australia in May. Um, I'm in Scotland in August. I do all of Europe in September, Africa in November, and then East Asia, January, and India in February. So yeah.
1: Incredible. That's that's quite a trip. It is. It is. Yeah. A- have you Have you been to any of those places before?
0: Um, East Asia, yes. Europe, never. Um, Scotland, once before. But, you know, in in Europe, I'm I'm doing like Norway, Oslo, Sweden, Denmark, Belgium, Germany, you know, just places where I'm not even sure people are going to come out and see me. So, I mean, the follow up to the Netflix special was I wanted to do a world tour, like a legit world, world tour, you know. That'll be pretty
1: incredible. I hope so. Um, and I've I've had the fortune of of going uh, of traveling through Europe. Nice. And um, I I did a tour with a group called Up with People, okay. um, international performance group. And um, it's it's amazing the places you'll see. Yeah. Um, And and the people you'll meet, of course. We will be right back with Virdas after this break. Are you a Martian-American female or Venusian-American male who wishes to sue author John Gray for his simplistic, racist, and sexist book, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Is his literary masterpiece keeping you from achieving harmony in your dating life or from getting work on this planet? Then call me, Martian Manhunter, at Manhunter and Associates. We specialize in interplanetary law, and will make sure that bookworm gets the book thrown at him and is smushed where he belongs. Come ride the comedy train with Paul F. Tompkins, the man who never leaves the house without adorning himself with the finest tailored three-piece suit. During each show, Paul is joined by a special guest who shares a free-form story based on a question posed by the previous week's guest. Then he is joined by his improviser pals who weave a narrative improv, usually utilizing elements from the special guest tale. The whole affair is scored on piano by the ever-talented Evan Schleder. Spontanea Nation can be found on the Earwolf Network with other podcast favorites including Comedy Bang Bang, WTF with mark Marin, and with special guest lauren lapkus curious to know all of paul's previous guests and locations then all you need to do is subscribe to how premium where for a modest fee hours of listening pleasure await you and we're back with veer thank
0: good, you s- good work on the on the promos <laughs>
1: <laughs> sometimes they get pretty ridiculous as mentioned i would love for mountain dew to sponsor the show that would do they not <laughs> Well, not yet. Okay. Yet being the key word. Very soon, I suppose at any moment, after the show.
0: Nice. You're just guilting to them into Europe- sponsoring your, your show. <laughs> poke, 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 <laughs> nice. poke.
1: Yes, nice. exactly. I love the stuff. I shouldn't drink it. I'm very aware that I shouldn't drink it. I just keep drinking it. It's just caffeine and sadness, right? That's exactly correct. All right, cool. Yeah. Much, much more sadness. Okay. Then, uh, yeah.
0: Because yeah. also mountains don't have dew. They do not. By the way, it's, it's just... Do a, not. That's right. right. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have snow, mm-hmm. and then caps, caps, and glaciers. Yes, but just no, no dew. No, not at all. You know. Yeah. But I guess. And le-
1: much like the glacier likes to melt from the mountains, and you know, yeah. kill everyone below. That's kind of what mountain does. Uh, mountain dew does to your insides. Yeah. 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 But. But, uh, but no dew. This is no, a lie. no, no, not at all.
0: Okay, I feel like I'm fucking up your sponsorship. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. No, no. This is this is all great. I'm all right.
1: I'm I'm sure that they will be uh, that they will be calling me at, at at any moment.
0: Done. So, all right. Five years from now,
1: where do you see yourself?
0: Five years from now, uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I I definitely want to be, you know. I mean, there's pipe dreams. You want to say, okay, I want to play the Beacon Theater. Or I want to play Carnegie Hall or something like that. You know, th- those are things that you dream about, and it. it In my experience, I've been doing this about nine years in entertainment. You'll always find some different version of that dream working out. It'll never be exactly what you thought it would be. Like, I remember when I started doing stand-up, the dream was an HBO special, you know? Um, And then I I, I feel like about three years ago, four years ago, what HBO used to represent in comedy, Netflix started representing that. And then you wanted a Netflix special, right? So things change. Um, I definitely want to still be making movies you know i'd i'd love to be making movies in america as well as in india um i think i'd i'd want to direct at some point you know maybe maybe direct a movie sometime 3 years from now
1: that's it what kind of movie would you like to direct
0: i don't know i really don't I, i'm producing one at the end of the year uh, with, with my my company back home but i'm i mean to direct something it really needs to be this passion story that you have with it you've really got to feel the material i i, I haven't come across Anything just yet. You know? It could be the Verdas live story. I don't want to direct my own <laughs> life story. What the fuck would I do that? I'm young. I'm still gonna act for a while. So no. Um
1: and you continue to make music. You said you have a band. Do you well, guys have, have any
0: albums? No albums and such as such. We're doing the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year with the band. So it's just it'll be nice to kinda of go and sing for 13 days. Um I don't know if you know, we put out these videos and, and they tend to go viral and that's fine, but an album I don't think anybody's Gonna buy an alien chutney album. I don't think anybody's gonna buy an album anymore. I don't know if that's still a thing. Do people still buy music? I do. Yeah. I, I honestly, I really
1: like vinyl. I like the okay. the you know the Texture, physical ma- yeah. man- manifestation of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a living, breathing yeah uh, thing. And um, if you if you do make an album. Alien Chutney, I, I will buy it you and invite you back of, on the show. and I want five people the, worldwide
0: who will buy our vinyl. Yeah. Excellent.
1: I'm okay being a part of that group because Done. I...
0: <laughs> it'll, it'll be you, my guitarist, <laughs> my drummer, my pianist, and my bassist. That'll be the five people okay. who buy the Alien Chutney vinyl.
1: Hey, that's totally okay. And then we can have the, uh, the Game of Thrones cast Done. on at the same time.
0: Yeah, Jon Snow will or. show up to promote Alien yeah, Chutney. Of course. That, that'll be a thing. But I thought he was dead. No, he's not. Or is but, he? No, the whole cast of Game of Thrones will show up to promote my show because by then Mountain Dew will be sponsoring. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> do the do. Yeah. Winter is
1: coming. I'm. I'm really. Um. I'm really excited for you, Fear. Thank I'm, you. Man. I'm. I'm so happy that you're. You've got so much happening, and it's. It's all coming together. You've been doing this for over ten years, though. Now, right? Um,
0: performing for over ten years. Stand up for about nine and a half or ten years. That's how long I've been doing it. It's been uh, it's been a trip, you know what I mean. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you so very much for for joining me. Thank I you really for appreciate it. Me on the show
0: it was a really fun chat. Thank you. Thank you. So you. Much. And thank um, you. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on the corner of. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can find me. I'm the Virdas on Twitter. Uh, I'm not egotistical. Just Virdas mistaken, and that's why it's the Virdas. Um, I'm Virdas on Facebook. Uh, my website is v i r d a s i n and insta is virdas as well so yeah excellent and
1: of course everyone uh watch a broad understanding on netflix which yes. uh, which hits tomorrow april 25th uh find him in all the places across the internet uh watch the hell out of all of his videos because they're do. amazing and funny um uh check out his band uh, <laughs> alien chutney it's pretty awesome all five of us continue to enjoy it <laughs> and um uh, thank you so much to my engineer, Zig, for engineering us all thank the way you, to Zig, the end. Uh,
0: who hi. controlled his laughter because we were we were hilarious. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> He's very chill.
1: He's yeah. very chill. Um,
0: He's just like, get these fucking guys out of my studio. <laughs> That's what he says to me
1: at the end of every show. Nice. Get the fuck out of my studio. Uh, I'm Devlin Wilder and you can find me across all social media at Devlin Wilder and this show at Friend or Faux Pod. That's F-A-U-X. And thank you so much for tuning in. This has been a Jabberjaw Media Production. See you on the next one.